Yo, what is good? This is Straight to Clipper coming at you this week with Bring the Noise Podcast. And this week, we're going to do an album review from one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. We're going to do an album from Nas, and we're going to do his third LP, I Am. That's right, released April 6, 1999. So, as always, you know I like to pick different type of albums. We all know that Illmatic is the greatest hip-hop album ever made, right? We all know that a sophomore album, it was written, is just as great, you know, right up there with Illmatic, one of the, a classic from 96. We know his albums after this, uh, Stillmatic, The Lost Tapes, Godson, those are amazing albums, even though The Lost Tape is a compilation, and we're going to get into a little bit of The Lost Tapes while we do this. And then there's this, what they call a lull in between his first two and Stillmatic and Godson. That's where I Am comes into play. And then the album that was released the same year as this, Nostradamus, right? Well, here's the thing. So here's a little backstory on I Am. A lot of you might know this. Some of you may not. But I Am was originally supposed to be a double disc album. Now, around this time in 96, you know, this double album thing had really gotten big thanks to Tupac, Wu-Tang, Notorious B.I.G., so Wu-Tang Forever was a double disc. All Eyes on Me was a double disc. Um, Life After Death from Biggie was a double disc. So Nas had intended this to also be a double CD. It was supposed to be called I Am the Autobiography, and it was supposed the disc one was supposed to be about his life, you know, growing up, starting, and it ends with a suicide. And then the second disc was supposed to be about his life, what was going on in the other world, you know, whether that's at the gates of hell, the pearly gates of heaven, whatever. Either way, it was supposed the concept behind it was supposed to be awesome. And we all know how Nas is, and I have no doubt that uh, what he was going for was going to be amazing. But here's what happened. Nas is one of the first artists to really get hit with uh, the new age of the internet. Basically, his music got leaked on Napster. If you're not familiar with Napster, that was uh, one of the earliest uh, downloading music illegally. Uh, for a lot of people in my generation, it was LimeWire. Uh, but me and my brother, when we first, uh, yes, I will admit, I, d- I illegally downloaded music back in the day. Um, But it was never the same. The quality was never good. And I always enjoyed having the actual album with the art anyway. But it was supposed to be a a double album. 13 songs got leaked in February of 99. It was supposed to be a March 30th release. That ended up prompting Nas to basically have to redo, restructure this album, keeping some songs off, recording new material, And his double-disc idea basically went out the window. And that's why he ended up having two separate releases that year. Nostradamus came later with some of the other material and new material recorded. And it just, you know, Nostradamus definitely felt incomplete. 
this album definitely seems way more complete than Nostradamus. And a lot of people like to shit on Nostradamus, and that's actually not that bad of an album. You can just tell it's not as put together concept-wise as all of his other albums. And people will say the same thing about I Am, but to me, he really did salvage this album the best he could. And I actually think this is a solid Nas album. Yes, there are some songs on here that are not up to par with his albums before this. And here's the thing that's funny, though, is even though this is a little bit of a down album for Nas, this album is still better than most of other artists' best albums. You get what I'm saying? That's how great Nas is. This album is still an amazing album. It still is an amazing three-album run in the 90s for Nas. And, you know, it's set off of a chain of events, you know, that that really changed hip-hop. So uh, here's some, some of the songs that were left that got leaked. So Fetus was supposed to be on the album, number one on disc one. That ended up on the Lost Tapes. So the cool thing is, is the Lost Tapes came out, with, which is one of my favorite albums from Nas, even though it's a compilation. And it has a lot of songs that were supposed to be on I Am, Nostradamus, and then some from Stillmatic. And it actually pieced together to be an, a, an amazing compilation album. So in, in a way, I'm kind of glad this happened because then we got the Lost Tapes. But in the way, this has always been a what if for Nas, if this had been released but, and I'll go through. So anyway, Small World, which ended up on I Am Still. Money Is My Bitch Got Leaked, which was also on I Am. Project Windows ended up on Nostradamus. Papa Was a Player, which ended up on The Lost Tapes. Dr. Knock Boots, Do's and Don'ts stayed on I Am. Daydreaming, Stay Scheming, never ended up on anything. Sometimes I Wonder, same thing. Hardest Thing to Do is Stay Alive. Drunk by Myself ended up on the Lost Tapes. Uh, Wanna Pay later ended up on a Live at the Lennox album from Dame Grease. Uh, Blaze of 50, which ended up on the Lost Tapes. And We Will Survive stayed on I Am. Some other leaked songs that ended up on other albums, Find Your Wealth ended up on QB's Finest. You Gotta Love It ended up on the Lost Tapes. My Worst Enemy, Amongst Kings, and The Rise and Fall never really ended up on anything. So, I mean, that's like you know, 15, 16 tracks. That's a whole album right there. And like I said, The Lost Tapes ended up being almost a whole album uh, with a lot of those songs that didn't get on the album. Now, this was all new. I think he should have just put it out as is and his fans would have bought it anyway. But this whole download and MP3s illegally, this whole thing was new. It was a whole brand new concept and they didn't know what the fuck to do. So they were scrambling, okay, we got to record new material, we got to do this. I'm a firm believer that had the double disc stayed intact and I Am the Autobiography had been released, it would have went down as one of Nas's greatest albums. Um, but we wouldn't have gotten the lost tapes. There's a firm chance that maybe the Jay-Z and Nas beef never happened because Nas wouldn't have quote-unquote fallen off and Jay-Z might have never dissed him because Nas would have been like the undisputed king and there wouldn't have been this struggle and we all know that the Nas and Jay-Z beef is one of the greatest beefs in hip-hop ever so we would have been robbed of that maybe maybe not they still might have went at each other who knows they still had a little subliminal disses here and there um and so 
because of that, a lot of new material ended up being made for the album that may have not been on it. And it kind of had Nas going for a more commercial sound on certain songs. And not that there's anything wrong with that. They had said that on It Was Written that he was kind of starting to go for that. But nonetheless, you know, it's 1999. Like, obviously, Nas was at that threshold of being, you know, obviously you want to make some crossover songs while still maintaining true to the streets. I feel like this album did that. Now, is it as great as Illmatic, It Was Written, Stillmatic, Godson? It's definitely not, but uh, it's still up there with, I mean, I, I like this album better than Life Is Good. I like this album better than a lot of his albums that he released between 2010 and 2020 till the King's Disease albums came out. I mean, those albums are good because one thing you always get from Nas is lyrics, and it's the same like on this album. Some of the beats are kind of so-so, but you you always get great lyrical content from Nas. But I just wanted to state that because Nas was just, there's a lot of turmoil going on for Nas right about now. People are saying he fell off, he had to restructure his album, ended up putting out another album the same year that really, really was detrimental to his image and everything. And then on top of it, the man almost died making the album cover for this album. So just like Illmatic is a picture of him as a kid in front of a Queensbridge Bridge product, uh, projects, uh, it was written as him at the age he was at then, a little bit older, in front of the same projects. And then I Am is him in a pharaoh's mask. So it's supposed to signify he was a kid. Then he was a little bit older, and now he's become the king of New York. He's a pharaoh. Well, while he was doing this, they made like a clay mask to put over his face. Well, some of the clay had went up in his nose, and he almost suffocated and died while shooting this picture for this album cover. And they said uh, after, you know, they, they obviously he didn't die. They got the shit out of his nose, and I guess he just went right back into it and was like, all right, let's shoot it again. He's a real trooper, they said, but yeah. So this is a very turmoil uh, just time for Nas, right? His image was under fire. His music was under fire. His shit was getting leaked. He almost died. But nonetheless, he still pumped out what I consider a very, very good album and better than most people's albums, even though it's a quote-unquote inconsistent album for Nas. But... There's a little bit of your backstory. Just had to throw that out there before we dive into this. So he had two singles released March 2nd, 1999 was Nas's Like. That's a DJ premiere one right there. And then, of course, Hate Me Now, April 6th, 99. Now, Hate Me Now was a song that wasn't even supposed to be on the original album. That was one that ended up getting thrown on. And he got a lot of flack for that music video. But when we hit that song, we'll talk more about it. Let's just get in to this album. So again, some beats are a little something to be desired, but he also has some fucking bangers on here. And one thing that is clear throughout the whole album, no matter what's going on, is Nas is only is even sharper when it comes to being a lyricist. You know, there's a lot of Nas albums we could cover. And I chose this one for a reason because I think this album definitely, you know, in hindsight, going back and listening to it again, I was always one of those guys that would listen to, you know, my introduction was Stillmatic, 
Then I found Illmatic. Then it was written. God's Son came out literally a year later. Cop that one. Lost tapes. And I would always kind of skip over I Am and Nostradamus. But going back and listening, I Am is a, is a damn good album. And it's really not that far below these other ones that I just mentioned. Believe it or not. And I stand by that. Even Nostradamus, but definitely more so I Am. So let's get into this. Number one is your album intro, okay? And you got this, first off, they start off with the Amityville Horror, the main title theme. So it's got like the little girls going, la, 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 da, 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 da. And it's like this real eerie, I always enjoyed this intro. Even back in the day, I always loved this intro. And then it just starts going through his hits. So it goes right into Live at the Barbecue, you know, Streets Disciple, My Rap's a Trifle, I Shoot Slugs from My Brain Just Like a Rifle, you know, going through that. And then it goes into Halftime, then The World is Yours, and One Love, and It Ain't Hard to Tell. And then it goes into It Was Written, and then it starts playing, you know, songs from that, uh, whether that's uh, If I Ruled the World and Street Dreams, and then it busts into this little intro where it's literally just his brother jungle and uh um another guy horse i believe it is so like i said you know goes through all these things all of his hits uh from illmatic to it was written and then his horse being like yo jungle how you feel about that nas shit jungle is is nas's brother um and he's just talking to shit you know basically like motherfuckers thought it was over yo these weird motherfuckers yo we back we doing this the third time and the third time about to be the worst time you know what i'm saying just talking this shit dope ass beat dope ass intro i like the run through the hits and everything and then it just kind of ends like fuck y'all motherfuckers you know what i'm saying Nas doesn't really even talk it's just his brother and horace talking shit and that's basically your intro right there uh dope i like it let's play that clip intro from the album I Am from Nas, 1999. Let's go. leads us into number two which is a song by the name of new york state of mind part two so nas started illmatic off after his intro the genesis into new york state of mind one of the dopest hip-hop songs ever made dj premiere on the beat well dj premiere comes back to do new york state of mind part two similar like beat but kind of updated dope ass way to start this album off I love this song, and it's kind of the same thing that New York State of Mind was. It's Nas just rapping about what's going on in the inner city, what's going on in New York. You know, verse one, you know, broken glass in the hallway, bloodshed floors, neighbors look every bag you bring through your doors, lock up, your mama should have cuffed me to the radiator, why not? It might have saved me later from my block, New York cops, hookers crawling on the stroll, coughing, snitches in their heads, stinking, and I'm dead thinking they be snitching, but who else could it be? You know, unmarked vans parked in the dark, uh, 
just and you know how Nas gets. Nas is just painting this picture just like he does on the original New York State of Mind, where he's just going through all the shit that's going on. He has this line where he goes, had eight partners growing up, eight turned to seven, seven, seven turned to six ends, got two in heaven, six of us holding it. Now there's five rolling thick, six ones on parole, flip, five ends went to four real quick. When we went to OT college life, converted to gang banging, four ends still hanging, years passing, still slanging, three of us now, fourth end ain't around. We all thought he was real, but he did that snake shit, fake shit, beat his ass down. Yo, his mouth could have got us all wasted. What a fucking clown. All I got left in the end is two of my best friends, and we all going out to the death of the end. What? New York, New York. So, like, that's that, like, basically running through his crew, like, look, he's just three of us now. Started with eight. Here's what happened. Like that. Uh, in the hook, you know, he goes, you heard about it, you see about it, you read about it, it's in your papers, it's in your daily news, New York Chronicles every day, the crime rate, the murder rate, the money rate, the paper chase, you know what I'm saying, New York state of mind, baby, oh yeah, goes into verse two, you know, I'm at the gambling spot, hands on my knot, New York Yankee cap, cover my eyes, stand in one spot, I take an end's dose, send them home with a shoe box, you lost that end, I put a dollar in the jukebox, hear my favorite song, all these ends sing along, all the cigarette smoke clogging my lung, hood rats flashing they tongue, you know, um, this is one of the illest songs on the fucking album, and that's the thing, you know, it's just like the original New York State of Mind, two long verses, um, similar beat, premiere on the beat. To me, one thing I will say about this album right now is it has a strong start. And I mean a strong start. And I don't think people really give it enough credit. There is some lulls in the middle, and when we get there, we'll get there. But man, this album st- starts off just as strong as any of his other albums, and it starts right here with New York State of Mind Part 2. So let's play that clip from the album I Am, New York State of Mind, part two. Let's go. Broken glass in the hallway, bloodstained floors, neighbors. Look at every bag you bring through your doors. Lock the top lock. Mama should have cuffed me to the radiator. Why not? It might have saved me later from my block and why cops. Hookers crawling off the stroke, coughing stitches in their head. Stinking and I dread thinking they be snitching. But who else could it be? Shook a D's. I'm off vans parked in the dark. Knocks, where's your heart? And we are back and that leads us into number three. One of his singles, his second single, Hate Me Now, featuring Puff Daddy, at the time Puff Daddy, now Diddy. Um, and you got this, you got the Track Masters on production with Pretty Boy D and Moet. Um, so again, Track Masters at this time, they 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 cranking out hits. That's what the Track Masters are doing. Now, a lot of people at the time said that this was Nas, you know, making music with Diddy, uh, trying to sell out, make commercial hits or whatever, and blah, blah, blah. First off, fuck that. Anybody who knows this song, this song is one of the most bang... This is a fucking banger. Literally, I get goosebumps from this song. Hair rises on the neck because it's so epic. Nas said he wanted Puffy on this because he liked the song Victory from Biggie so much off the first Bad Boy Family album. He wanted something like that, and he wanted Diddy to talk his shit. And one thing that Nas got flack for on this is the video. So the music video is definitely him, you know, walking with a chain. And he's got his big QB chain on. And uh, the main thing was is he was kind of in the video. 
they were, he was like Jesus, right? So he's walking with a cross, like him and Puffy are getting crucified. A lot of people gave him shit for that because they said that he was copying Tupac because Tupac had, Tupac had already done that on the Machiavelli album, Seven Day Theory, where it's him, you know, on the front being crucified. And the album just seemed like, you know, it was a lot of explosions and this, and everyone was like, oh, you're making music with Diddy, the shiny suit, era, blah, blah, blah. Look, this song's just like Victory, okay? This fucking song bangs, okay? You hear it come in, and all of a sudden it's like, this is what made me. You can hate me now, uh, but I won't stop now, because I can't stop now, dude. And I mean, when you got Diddy going like, you hate me, I'ma hate you too. What's up with that? Die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die. You don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. You know, I just, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, you know, with Nas starting off like there's no turning back. And it's, you know, Escobar season has returned. Um, and I, I don't know, like you weak, jealous motherfuckers do it now. And this is Nas just talking his shit. Literally, just talking his shit like, oh, you said I sold out, you said I did this, you said blah, 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 fuck that, you can hate me now, but I ain't gonna stop. And Nas just absolutely rips this shit the fuck up, comes in verse one, don't hate me, hate the money I see, clothes that I buy, ice that I wear, flows that I try, close your eyes, picture me rolling, sixes, money folding, bitches, honey swollen to riches, Nas get in ya, most critically acclaimed, polterized prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator, my style's greater, model data, Big threat, a lot of you haters Commentators ringside watching me get my paper I mean, bro Like, he comes in just fucking Even talking about He's like, oh, expanding more Now I'm on the big big screen Bill Gates dream But it seems you'd rather see me in jail What? Like, what? Okay, first off I'm the first rapper to bring a platinum plaque back to the projects But you still want to hate? Be my guest I suggest Then Puffy comes in like Money is power, motherfucker I got millions of thugs on salary Do it now You you can hate me now, I'm, bro. I'm telling you, man, this song goes hard. This is one of the first songs I ever heard from Nas. So, like, me and my brother had the Men in Black soundtrack. The first song we ever heard from Nas was Escobar 97. The second song we ever heard from Nas was this, Hate Me Now. I'm telling you, and who knows, maybe we did download it off Napster, but we probably saw it on MTV, and, you know, it prompted us yeah, when, like I said, still Matic was the album that got us got us into Nas. Not necessarily in, but we were we liked them, but we really liked that album. We went back, got these other albums, but Hate Me Now was one of the first songs I ever heard from Nas. And man, me and my brother, we fucking went nuts over that shit. I and you know, verse two, he gets even more into it. You, you want to hate me, then hate me. What can I do but keep getting money? Funny, I was just like you. I had to hustle hard. Never give up till I made it. Now you're saying that's a clever end. Nothing to play with. Hate on me because I blew the same OG. People warn me when you're, in top, when you're on top, there's envy. I mean, basically saying like, yo, they warned me when I got to the top, there'd be envy. Now you're saying that I'm, you know, whatever, like, and he even says, like, my bad, should I step out of my shoes, give them to you, here's my cars in my house, you can live in that too, criticize when I flow for the streets, hate my dress code, so he's basically like, you criticize me when I flow for the streets, now you criticize me because I'm like, I'm flaunting a little bit, I'm doing my shit, and now you're like, you know, fuck y'all, y'all can hate me now, and then verse three, he just... 
puts it all to bed right there. There's a thin line between paper and hate, friends and snakes, nine millies and 38s, hell of the pearly gates. I was destined to come, predicted, blame God, he blew breath in my lungs, second to none, wicked turn, weaves to widows, shoot through your satin pillows, the desolate one. I mean, you talk this third verse, he just goes in, he's like, look, yo, fuck all that shit, fuck all y'all, I became a monster on top of the world, never fallen, I'm as real as they come from day one, forever balling, come on. And then it just goes out, you know, you can hate me now, but I won't stop now. And then at the end, he's like, I ain't never going to stop. Yo, I don't know if you can tell if he, this song, I love this fucking song. Let's play that clip. Hate me now featuring Puff Daddy from Nas off the album. I am 99. Hit it. Don't hate me. Hate the money I see. Clothes that I buy, ice that I wear, flows that I try, close your eyes, picture me rolling, sixes, money falling, bitches, honeys that swollen, the riches, knots get in ya, most critically acclaimed Pulitzer, prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator, my style's greater, model data, big threat to a lot of you haters, commentators, ringside try, watching my paper, almost a decade. God damn, that is a fucking banger. Like I said, I don't know what they was talking about. That wasn't supposed to be on the album, but guess what? If the album would have been what it was supposed to be, we would have never got Hate Me Now. And if some of y'all disagree with that, I mean, come on now. I don't give a fuck. That song go hard, and Nas rips that shit. That leads us into number four, a song called Small World, produced by uh, Nasheem Merrick and Carlos Brody from the Hitmen, so not the full Hitmen, but two of them, right? And uh, this is, once again, you got this real somber, ill beat, and Nas is just going into his storytelling on this one. Uh, He starts, you know, see no evil, fear no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. If you don't bring that shit around you, you ain't got nothing to worry about. And this is basically just, you know, a story rap about how the underworld is a small world and how he knows people. And, um, you know, he, yeah, basically... He he knows the people and how the other people know each other and their inter and their interactions. It's you know trying to make money, the dope game, you know the, that street shit. So to say, like I said, you know he's got like any other rapper at the time, uh, and I mean Tupac was no different, Biggie was no different. Anyone that was on the top of their game, they had some crossover hits. They also had some street shit. Nas is no different. Why he got so criticized for it, I don't know, but. You know, he starts off like Carolyn from Maryland. She lady heroine. She elegant. Her appeal was M-Class Caravan. Keys of dope. Loving cats and skeet her throat. She fuck killers in her condo. Her bins in her boat. Her ice fur ass curvy. 40 years old. She passing for 30. Gucci frame fl- er, glasses and pervy. Uh, and just talks about, you know, just going through the whole, the whole thing. Like about how she knew someone and how he's like worried that she's working against him to try to get his paper or try to get I mean dude it's like it's just a hell of a story and I'm not gonna go through the whole thing because I really want you to go listen to this one this is an underrated song on this uh album for sure you know it's verse two he goes in you know uh red hook was grimy did five years glad to be home from attica no one keeping people chrome calibers smooth like wallaby shoes he's out to get it five years planning to blow soon as soon as he hit the verdicts had a girl in woodstock queens uh, or woodside queens um and just you know going through and the way he raps this shit too you know he's soon to get large don't knock hard laying this bitch ends was rich and told her played the block holding cracks inside her baby stroller uh you know just the grimy stories that he's telling and how 
this person knows this person. Oh, he knew Marilyn from, or he knew Carolyn from Marilyn. She was a grimy hoe. And, uh, you know, ver- verse three is just more, uh, he's got an ill hook, you know. It's a small world and you reap what you sow. What goes around comes around. If you sleep, you don't know. A very small world where beef could never, or where beef could never end. At the time you least expect it, I'm going to see you again. It's a small world. You get away with it now. Soon enough, it catches up with you some way, somehow. It's a small world, and it's got that, like, ill beat going. Verse 3 is like, I seen death, seen thugs cry, it's bugged why. We let the slugs fly. Enter your brain through your skull, another thug died. Pitched your soul to inflate. Black hole where many souls go because of a 44 blast. Shook one, so many of them, so many more. Even the federolis try to get ends hit up. Yeah, let that henny pour. Um, so verse 3, you know, his first two verses are him just telling these stories, you know, about Carolyn from Maryland. The, you know, the Red Hook getting out of jail and what he went through and how the, you know, he got crossed in the laws of fast and cash. And then he just goes through in verse three, like, yo, this, these are just some of the shit I seen. All right. This is what I've been through. It's a small world. You know, you reap what you sow. Uh, it's an ill story. Nas on a story shit. Like he said, and hate me now he's a thug narrator, street poet. Uh, he ain't lost a step. So let's play that clip. You know what it is. Uh, number four, Small World from Nas, off the album, I Am, play that. Yo, Carolyn from Maryland, she Lady Haroin, she elegant, her apparel in the M-class caravan, keys of dope, loving cast the ski in her throat, she fuck killers in her condo, her bins in her boat, her ice throat, ass is curvy, 40 years old, she passed over 30, Gucci frame glasses from Purdy's, Madison Ave, shopping when she not, copping bricks of that shit, she hopping on dicks, riding ponies, she tricks. And we are back. That's a dope beat, good story rap. It's very mesmerizing. That's what I got to say about Small World. And that leads us into another just hard-hitting-ass fucking song. Number five, Favor for a Favor featuring Scarface. So uh, like other Nas albums, there's not that many features on here. You know, he's got a few. Sure, Puff Daddy was on the song, but he didn't really rap. Now you got your first actual rapper, and I mean, what better than to have fucking Scarface? The beat produced by L.E.S., uh, he was very associated with Nas, did lots of beats for Nas, dope producer, um, and anyway, so this is a real in-your-face beat. Like I said, this album starts off good. People don't give it enough credit. You had New York State of Mind, Hate Me Now, Small World, now we got Favor for a Favor with Scarface? Come on now. Come, come on now. And... You know, Scarface comes on like, yo, Nas, I don't think they want to fuck with us. Gangsta shit for show. Danger, danger, check it out. And I mean, Scarface just comes in swinging. It's on once again, a brick ends to the rough. Fucking with us, you get your motherfucking ass touched. Hitting the darkest alleys where the super sports rally. Beating them blocks, leaving motherfuckers shot. They ain't ready for this, you know, just just coming in like, and you know, Scarface is just hard. His voice, you know, he comes in like just ripping this shit. Gets, you know... Done with his little verse, you know. Tell, you know, Nazir, tell these motherfuckers what we came for. Tell these ends why we're here. Nas comes in right away. Nothing but the New York to Texas connection. Nothing but some real shit. So what y'all expecting? Spaz out. Spitting uh, or sometimes dreaming, thinking I'm awoke. Harsh realities in life hit me when I smoke. Mostly satisfy half the mood for the part of me. Uh, just goes in like that right after. I like the... 
the uh, the New York to Texas connection. Um, you know, talking about how his Houston ends are going to come through. So favor for a favor, let me just break it down. Is basically Nas and Scarface being like, hey, you know, if you need someone off, I'll do that. And then when I need someone off, you do that. And that's literally what the chorus is. You want or you, you wet who I want wetted. I wet who you want wetted. Any end can get it. And then someone comes in like a favor for a favor. You wet who I want wetted. I wet who you want wetted. And you know, Nas got some shit for this too, saying that he left his conscious rap for more gangsta shit. And like, yeah, this is a gangsta ass song. But I mean, how can you say, you know, small world, he's just telling like stories about what's going on in the ghetto. You know, this is a hard ass. He had this the same type of shit. And yeah, maybe it was a little bit more gangsta, but we all know what Scarface is about, right? So I, I, to me, this song goes hard. Scarface comes back in. You say you got a problem? Then tell the end where he at so I can study his movements and peel his motherfucking cap. You know, uh, where his brother go to school at? Find out some more information about that bitch and hit that end right in the back. Uh, I just like that shit. Um, and Scarface goes through, you know, basically just all the ways he's going to just kill a motherfucker, you know. And then at the end, he's like, just consider that as a favor until I need a favor. And then it goes into the hook, you wet who I want wetted. Nas ends it uh, with the fourth verse, a killer cold secret. Uh, I'm sorry, a killer code secret untold of how the berry beef with the rose. To his wake, we send a wreath with that explodes. Beneath us, sleep with the reaper and sleep eyes closed. So they're kind of on some like gangsta mob, mafioso shit. You know, it's kind of stuff that Cool G Rap uh, really made big. That's kind of what Nas, you know, was getting into on this song. Like them, you know, sending a wreath that explodes to the, send it to the funeral or whatever. Um, and, or, you know, at his wake. And it's just, yeah, come on now. Uh, you put Scarface and Nas together. Scarface is one of the best from the South. Nas is one of the best from the East. They are both amazing storytellers together over an LES beep. To me, can't go wrong. You just cannot go wrong with me. Uh, and that's... I. I mean, I don't know how y'all can't like this shit. Uh, the, the beginning of this album is dope. So let's listen to number five, A Favor for a Favor, featuring Scarface from Nas, off the album, I Am, play that shit. Nothing but the New York to Texas connection. Nothing but some real shit. What y'all expecting? Spaz out, sometimes dreaming. Think I'm awoke. Harsh realities of life hit me after I smoke. Money satisfy half of my mood. Then there's a part of me that's distant, quiet. The most dangerous side of me, I'm twisted. Like Dr. Death, Kevorkian, flip shit. White gun handle, made of porcelain. My Houston niggas come through for niggas. Scar- and we're back. You feel the energy on that motherfucking song. You didn't even hear Scarface's uh verse hard anyway that brings us into number six a song called we will survive track masters on production uh with jamel edgerton uh so once again track masters are back this is a a gem of a song right here i absolutely love this song so we bring it down you know the last song was real hype and now it's real just like mellow and it's got just a real feel to it and it's kind of like him reaching out. So this is his first two verses are his first verses to Biggie, his second verse is to Tupac. And it's kind of him like, you know, he starts off verse one. Uh, you know, first off, it starts in with the sample like, still somehow I believe 
We always survive, you know, to my dogs, wherever you are. And he comes in like, what up, big? You know, your shit's rough after you slid. You in God's hands, or you're in God's hands now. Keep a place for me, kid. Ain't nothing changed. Still partying bullshit. We used to fuck R&B bitches and see who rhymed the sickest. For every hit you made, more rappers afraid to come out. Machine gun funk from Queens. I came through to smoke blunts. Um, and just, it's kind of like him just talking to Biggie, like letting him know like, Hey man, you know, we used to be like this shit ain't the same since you left. You know, everyone knows they used to take subliminal shots at each other, uh, here and there. Uh, and he even says it used to be fun making records to see your response, but now competition is none now that you're gone. So here's where you have your first kind of little shot at Jay-Z without even really saying his name. So he says, you know, I used to make records to see your response, but now competition is none now that you're gone and all these ends is wrong using your name in vain and they claim to be New York's king and ain't even about that. It's more serious. A plan to toast it up with you, joke with you, happy we on top, the most official. So that's kind of him, you know, obviously when Biggie died, Jay-Z kind of took that style and ran with it and was, you know, saying he's the king of New York. He would say a lot of Biggie's rhymes here and there. So, like, that was kind of him. Like, you know, to me, competition is none. And a lot of these motherfuckers is using your name in vain and claim to be New York's king. And he's like, shit, it ain't even about that. I'm still dealing with you being gone, man. You know, that's your first little shot right there uh, at Jay-Z as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, from from Nas anyway. Uh, and so, like, it's a really ill-ass verse to big jumps into your hook you know with the still somehow i believe we will survive and then nas goes still we will survive no matter what my people just stay alive and he repeats that again verse two he goes you know thug life never dies he goes dear pock every thug sheds a teardrop and use teeth to bite li- uh, bite beer tops and pour out a little liquor. You is more than just the wildest end. Tupacalypse, I understand your style, and It's going on the third year since you've been gone. On the East and West, the same shit is going on. The industry be talking, offending me often. They don't believe you're dead. They want to see you in your coffin. Uh, you know, basically being like, they don't think you're dead. They want to see you. He can relate to shootouts and court dates. All eyes on you, and you is facing individual in your space. Uh... I'm sorry, ends you was facing, invade your space. You asking if I could trade a place, how would I hold up? Basically, uh, you know, he goes over how Pac was like, how would you do in my place? You know, and he even talks about that monumental time that they met up in New York and kind of squashed their beef when, you know, he had his guys with them, Pac had his guys with them. And he even says, you know, I can't believe I heard my name on the realest shit you ever wrote. We had words uh, because the best is supposed to clash at the top, basically saying like, hey, we were the best, we're supposed to clash, but we kept it brotherly when we seen each other and stopped. In NYC, at MTV, people watched, we was both deep, there's that line saying, we was both deep, after you left, I got no sleep, thinking about how it would be if us real ends would just unite a nation of thugs who could fight it. Um, and it's just, dude, I love that verse. The, the, the one to Pac is like real real, real fucking ill, you know, he says a thug never dies, and then, you know, will there ever be another MC as nice, will you return to us like the resurrection of Christ, I just like that, I love that, I I like the one to Biggie, I like the little shot at Jay-Z, you know, basically saying like, man, things ain't been the same, I really like how he addresses shit with Pac, 
in this verse being like, hey, man, I know we had our ups and downs, but like, I miss you. You know, where there'll ever be anyone as nice as you. Will you re- will you come back to us like the resurrection of Christ? You know, basically being like, hey, man, we was on top. We were supposed to clash, but I understand. I understand your style. I get how it is. I love that verse. Verse three is just him kind of going through because, you know, this whole song is about like, you know, all of us uh, African-Americans fighting each other doing this, you know. What, what if we came together? Who could stop us? Basically like what he was saying in the Pac verse. Verse 3 goes, I wonder what the Commodores went through on tour. Did Smokey Robinson have to shoot his way out of war? What was Al Green seen that made him religious? Was it the drugs that planned to end his music business? If so, I should put out the endo right now and write down a plan to pursue my dreams and turn my life around because I'm bound for the movie screen, cuties that scream. Um, you know, just basically going through... Uh, and it's over this dope ass beat, you know, over basically him being like, you know, should I just drop this shit right now? I thought we walked a million miles and it was just 20, you know, not used to walking past the legit money. I thought it made made. I thought I made it, but we only took baby steps up the success ladder where they pay me checks. Yeah. You know, and I, it's just it's, you know, to my clicks, I got to say, baby, bless it's just an ill-ass song. Obviously, I like the first two verses better than the third verse, but the third verse is just kind of him just being, you know, going through like, hey, no matter what, we going to survive and we going to be all right. Uh, with, you know, with the loss of Big, loss of Pac, uh, everything that's going on doesn't matter. We will survive. Dope song. I underrated. This is your gem of the album right here. We will survive. Love this song. So let's play that clip. Number six, We Will Survive from Nas off the album I Am. Hit it. Dear Pac, every thug shares a teardrop and use teeth to bite off beer tops and pour out a little liquor. You was more than just the wildest nigga. Tupacalypse, I understand your style, nigga. It's going on the third year since you been gone. On the east and west coast, the same shit is going on. The industry be talking, offending me often. They don't believe you dead. Want to see you in your coffin. I could relate. Shootouts and court dates, all eyes on you. And we are back, and that leads us into number seven, a song called Ghetto Prisoners produced by dame greasy um and so coming out like i said these first seven songs are real ill you know minus the intro uh this is where we start to take a little bit of dip but this song is still a really really solid song so uh this song is basically it's focused on overcoming oppression adversity and remaining optimistic you know even though the whole future looks fucked up and, uh, you know, it's got some of Nas's best verses on this whole album, honestly, whether it's the metaphysical, spiritual five percenter type shit, uh, or even historical lines that he references here and there. Um, it's just, you know, the beat is, it's decent. It's not a bad beat, but what the beat lacks, Nas absolutely just kills the shit, you know? And, uh, and that's basically what he's going through, you know? He, you know, I, I'm like a farmer planting the words. People are seeds. My truth is soil. Help you grow like trees. May the children come in all colors, change like leaves. Behold before you one of these prof- prophetic MCs. Um, you know, just doing what Nas do, dropping them gems on you. You know, verse two, he comes. So the hook is ghetto prisoners rise, rise, rise. Ghetto prisoners rise, get up, get up, you know. Verse 2, yo, we got to be God's children. Habitats in tall buildings, rats crawl in filthy hallways, incarcerated sinners who faithless, still there's hope, pray, it's an answer, you know. 
coming through, just doing what he normally do. Um, you know, I was put on, I was, luckily I was put on one of the ships that made it through the strong currents and winds. I left others stranded to sink to the Atlantic. Uh, I mean, he's taking it back. Like, you know, I was, I, I was one of the, I, I made it on the boat as a slave, you know, and, but here I am now I'm a fucking king, you know, verse three, you want to buy time? I'm the seller of minutes. You want every second low price I sold lot. If I sold lies, uh, the truth is, time waits for none of y'all. In fact, he can't wait for the date to snatch the ground right from under y'all. Uh, and just going through, you know, reading my history, but who's the author? For some, the game is easy. For most of us, the game is much harder. But never lose faith. Through all the years, you just get smarter. Ghetto prisoners rise. You know, uh, it's just ill song. And like I said, first seven songs of this whole album, dope. Uh, you know, this beat isn't as ill as the ones that came before it, but this is some of Nas's best rapping in this, in this fucking, like I said, whether, you know, he's citing historical things, whether he's just, just, you know, doing, doing what he, overcoming the impression, letting you know, like, hey, I made it on this boat. Now I'm a fucking king. I'm not a slave. And, you know, blood of a slave, heart of a king, you know what I'm saying? Even though he says that on Stillmatic, but that was kind of uh, kind of what he was like getting at. And, uh, you know, whether, like I said, using the shit that he was doing, love this song. Fantastic song. And this is why Nas is the greatest of all time. This is why Nas, I mean, he can do it all. Look what he's hit you with in these first seven songs. He's hitting you with a basically a fucking mainstream banger and hate me now. He's hit you with some fucking street shit on New York State of Mind and Small World. He's hit you with some great features and some fucking banging-ass gangsta shit and a favor for a favor. Then he hits you with some just real somber shit, some just real ill shit on We Will Survive. And then he gets you with ghetto prisoners like, rise the fuck up. Come on, man. Nas. Let's listen to number seven, Ghetto Prisoners from Nas off the album I Am 1999. Hit it. As the night closed down on the earth like great dark wings, lighted cities in the nights, destination for kings with big dreams, like Castro, overthrew Batista for Cuba, and pointed nukes toward the U.S., about to shoot us for revolution. That's how you gotta move, a lot of rules, some locked in solitude, cursed the day of their birth, confused. Who's to be praised, the mighty dollar or almighty Allah? I'm like the farmer, planting words, people are seized. My truth is and we are back, so I'm gonna let you know right now, there's 16 tracks on this album. Uh, I actually did plan on waiting this time. So we're at the halfway point. Like I said, the first half of this album is real dope. This is where it kind of has a big lull in the middle. And I think this is what kind of threw people off uh, on albums. Because number eight is a song called You Won't See Me Tonight featuring Aaliyah. You got Timbaland on production. Now, normally Timbaland has some really good beats and like good shit. This is not one of my favorite Timbaland beats. And, you know, rest in peace to Aaliyah. She does her thing, right? So she's singing her shit. Uh, definitely uh, no problems there. But the beat is just, ah, it's just not, not that great of a beat, honestly. And the premise of the song just doesn't seem like a Nas song. Um, you know, he starts off like, you ever been in love? Uh, you know, for something real. 
And this is just him rapping about basically, you know, I'm the I'm the most wanted baby father. Save the drama. We toast we toast when I wine and dine you. All you need is me. I won't stress you, but bless you. Mentally sexual and intellectual. So again, his rapping is good because Nas is just a prolific MC, right? But it's uh, it's him basically uh, rapping about uh, cheating on his girl. And how he, you know, he goes, you always saying what you're going to do if you catch me lying. And then Aaliyah comes in going, you won't see me tonight. You won't see me tomorrow. I'll be gone by daylight. And then he's like, doubt that, you know. So it's her being like, no, if you, if I catch you lying or cheating on me, I'll be gone. And it's him like, eh, whatever. And, you know, verse two is kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, you know. I'm going to do my thing, caramel kisses from, uh, you know, your sister. I feel no guilt when I twist you. Turn the other cheek when I see the next freak with you. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I'm not a big fan of this song. There's three verses, uh, and it's it's fine, you know. Again, Nas does his thing. Aaliyah does her thing singing. The Timbaland beat, it's not one of his best beats. Timbaland has some fucking bangers out there. We know how how uh, Timbaland gets down. This is not one of his bangers. Doesn't really fit to me on the album. And when I get to the end, I'll say the songs I wish he would have kept on the album, maybe kept off. Uh, but you can guess that this one's probably one of them. I don't really have much more to say about it, honestly. Like, you know, it's just not one of my favorite songs. And, uh, you know, no disrespect to Aaliyah. Nas did his thing. Um, you know, no disrespect to Timbaland. We know he's an amazing producer. Just this song is just a just a miss for me. That's all. So, nonetheless, we'll play that clip. Number eight, You Won't See Me Tonight, featuring Aaliyah off the album I Am from Nas. Play it. I'm the most wanted baby father. Save the drama. We toast when I wanna dine ya. All you need is me. I won't stress you, but bless you. Mentally and sexual. We both intellectual. Can't forget how I met you. You thought I was the boxer. Prince not seen, but I'm the mobster. Nas from Queens, and when I got you, you riding with me. You keep asking, when do you have time for me? I'm never free, always on the move, business oriented. And that leads us into number nine, a song called I Wanna Talk to You. Um, I like this song. I don't think a lot of people do a lot of things I read. They were kind of like, they don't like that he kind of sings in this hook. And the hook is kind of simple. But I think the beat is pretty good, personally. Uh, I I don't see really any problem with it. And so the hook on this is, so it's I want to talk to you, right? And this is produced by L.E.S. Uh, maybe that's why I don't think the beat is so bad. But this song is virtually him being like, look, I want to talk to whoever's in charge. I want a voice in the way things are run. He doesn't like the way the government is handling the situations, especially in the ghetto. And Nas basically believes if he was given power, he would be able to make a change. That's pretty much what he's getting at. And the hook is just him going, I want to talk to the mayor, to the governor, to the motherfucking president. I want to talk to the FBI, to the CIA, and the motherfucking congressman. I want to talk to the mayor, to the governor, to the motherfucking president. You know, goes through that and he goes, can I talk to you? And he's like, step up to the White House and let me in. 
Uh, what's my reason for being? I'm your motherfucking next of kin. We built this motherfucker. Now you want to kill me because of my hunger? Mr. America, young black ends want you. Uh, I want to talk to the man. Understand? Understand this uh, motherfucking G-pack in my hand. Look what happened in San Fran. Young girl hit by a policeman. Twelve shots up in her dome. Damn. Um, you know, going through all the fucked up shit that's going on. Uh, that was something that had happened in San Fran. Um, you know, verse two after he hits the hook, which is again, I want to talk to the mayor, the governor, the motherfucking president. Um, I'm just a black man. Why y'all made me so hard? Damn, ends got to go create his own job. Mr. Mayor, imagine if this was your backyard. Mr. Governor, imagine if it was your kids that was starved. Imagine your kids got a sling crack to survive. Swing a Mac to be live. Cardiac to get high. You know, that's the ghetto life. Basically being like, what if we switch? What if this was your kids in this fucking situation? Um, and then more of that shit in verse three, what y'all waiting for the world to blow before you hear this, rewind this four minutes before we timeless, let them ends bring my shit before Saddam hits, let Nostradamus tell them what time it is. You know, they try to buy us with dough, fake black leaders of puppets always talking about the city budget. Uh, you know, it just, uh, shit that's going on. I like it. I actually like this song. Um, the hook is a little repetitive, but the beat is dope. I like uh, it's hard because like, it's definitely like Nas has a lot of energy in this song. And I like that he's just basically, you know, even at the end, can I talk to you, Mr. President? Ends trying to get with the computers. We ain't no John Henry banging down this fucking, you know, fighting against machines. We want to be a part of the establishment. Uh, you know, basically being like, you know, let us be a part of this shit, you know. Uh, we we got a lot of shit we can bring to this. Let us Let us do it, you know. Um, again, I like it. Let's play that clip. Number nine, I want to talk to you off the album I Am from Nas. Let's go. Step up to the White House. Let me in. What's my reason for being? I'm your next to kin. And we built this motherfucker. You want to kill me because my hunger? Mr. America, young black niggas want you. I want to talk to the man. Understand? Understand this motherfucker G-pack in my hand. Look what happened in San Fran. Young girl hit by policeman. 12 shots up in a dome. Damn, niggas thought we slept. But the architects of the Pentagon... And we're back. And that leads us to number nine, a song called Dr. Knock Boot. Uh, this is a Trackmasters production right here. Um, so I think this song is kind of funny, but it definitely doesn't really fit uh, what Nas does, his image. Nas has even stated uh, in an interview on The Tonight Show, The Late Show, that he was like, I wish I never did this song. Um, I wish I wouldn't have let people talk me into doing this song. It's not really my thing. So this is the do's and don'ts. This is just him going through, you know, uh, when it comes to sex advice, I'm the one to call. If you're a virgin with blue balls or you tear down walls, not Dr. Ruth, call me Dr. Dr. Knockboot. So he even said in this interview, he's like, Dr. Knockboot is corny as hell. You know, he's like, he thinks that name is corny as hell. But he goes through this short little song. You know, he's like, first, don't run up in her raw because you'll get burned for sure fucking with the typical whore. Do rock a rough rider whenever you insider your local bodega is the supplier you know go get a condom and he just goes through don't take the pussy if she fighting because you saw what happened to tupac and mike tyson um you know especially if you're large these hoes trifling do get yourself confirmation before penetration you or you'll wind up in a police station and it just goes through these holes do's don'ts you know do spend a little dough only if you know the bitch goes a little something too you know don't eat the pussy the first night make her bless you we call that gazoon tight i think that line's kind of funny um 
you know, is it, like I said, I get why he doesn't like it. I get why people don't like it. The beat is very, you know, uh, you know, just not really a Nas beat. He still rips it in his own way. Uh, I think it's a funny song, but it definitely doesn't fit. I get why he doesn't like it. Dr. Knockboot is kind of a corny name. Uh, and it's a short song, luckily. It is very skippable. The beat's fine. It's not, like, terrible, but, like, it's definitely very mainstream-sounding. You know what I mean? That's the best way I can put it. Um, and it's just the do's and don'ts of sex. Nas is Dr. Knockboot, and he's going to teach you what to do and what not to do. Simple as that. Not much really more to say about it. So let's play that clip. Number 10, Dr. Knockboot from Nas off the album I Am Yo DJ Play that shit. When it comes to sex advice, I'm the one to call if you're a virgin with blue balls or you tear down walls. Not Dr. Rogue, call me Dr. Knockboot. Pimped out hats, rock fashionable suits, a class for the youth. Sex ed for your head, the do's and don'ts that should happen in the bed. First off, run up in a roar, cause you get burned for sure. Fucking with the typical whore, because rock of our Friday, whenever you inside your local. And we are back, y'all. So this is why I said, you know, your first seven songs are really dope. Number eight's like, eh. Number nine's good enough. It's pretty good. Uh, number 10's like, eh. But number 11's real dope. So like I said, he hasn't had too many uh, features on here, you know, besides, like, of actual people rapping. So far, he's only had Scarface, if we're not counting Aaliyah and Diddy, because they were mostly just singing and talking. So now you got number 11, Produced by uh, L.E.S. again, titled Life is What You Make It. We got the dog. We got Darkman X, DMX on this one. So, you know, this one kind of makes up for this little middle part here where it kind of skips back and forth. Like it gives you a, a like kind of like an ass eh song, then a pretty decent song, then an ass eh song. Then you get a really good one here. Um, and, of course, you got DMX on it. So, you know, what what, what more can you ask for? Uh, the beat is dope as fuck. I'm just going to say that right now. And, uh, you know, Nas rips his, you know, first verse. You a killer or a hustler, dealer, a customer, gangster, a buster, youngster or an old end, a weed head, a coke sniffer, you rich or a broke end. No, you all relate to the shit I wrote ends, you know, coming in like that. Um, and then the chorus is just them going, life is what you make it, and I'ma make it. No matter what it takes, my end, we gonna take it. Life is what it make it, and I'ma make it. Uh, dope. Like I said, the beat, you know, DMX comes in like everyday shit around the way. Got me stressed. So I keep on vest because the end want to test. I got no time for games because I'm all growing up. You want to joke and laugh when you get blown up. We all know how DMX gets down. Rest in peace. Uh, DMX talking about waking up one day 40 years old on some bum shit because life was short. You got caught up in some dumb shit. Um, his verse is ill. Uh, DMX was definitely on the top of his game at this point in 99 or like on his way, you know, uh, definitely 100% uh, at the top of his game. So great feature. These guys should have been together anyway on a feature. I like it. You hit your hook again. Nas does the third verse, you know, make history before you go. Fuck the mystery. You live in pro. We getting dough. Accept the dollars for other reasons. Why I'm living, yo. Time is valuable. Lo, behold, the young, black, and powerful get to eat, yo. Um, you know, talking about every day my daughter feet grow. Just going, you know, like the song is like, you know, life is what you make it. I'ma make it. And, you know, and no matter what it takes, I'ma take it. Dope ass song. 
love DMX verse. Uh, this definitely makes up in the middle, you know, because I want to talk to you is good, but a lot of people don't really. So, you know, you, you got that little lull. You won't see me tonight. I want to talk to you, Dr. Knockboot, um, even though I like I don't want or I want to talk to you. But a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, they didn't really like that song. I understand why. But then after those three kind of like, you know, not so great songs, you come back in with Life Is What You Make It with the dog. Uh, back up on it. You know what I mean? So let's play that clip. Number 11, Life Is What You Make It, featuring DMX from Nas, off the album, I Am. Let's play that shit. You a killer, a hustler, dealer, a customer, gangster, a buster, youngster, a old nigga, a weed head, a coke sniffer. You rich or a broke nigga. No, you all relate to this shit that I wrote, niggas. Lots of my mans trapped up in a max penitentiary, sending me letters I answer back that eventually we be all bent lead out. Throwing campaigns, fuck it, I'm running for White House. My niggas control Senate pipe. And we are back, and that leads us into number 12, a song called Big Things, produced by Alvin West. So this beat is, uh, you know, comes in hard, really dope. One thing I like about this is Nas is trying a different flow on this. Um, I like that he's trying a different flow, but it doesn't necessarily really go together on this song. On this song, and his lyrics are uh, a little bit watered down compared to like all the other songs he's been doing. You know. And, you know, he comes in like, get yours, and because I'm going to get mine in due time. Everybody got to shine. Get yours. I spray nines. I say this one time. The last time. I swear to y'all, I'm from where the dope fiends is at. Yo, killers crawl and snitches call police on them ends in the street. Corners everybody. You know, like I'm saying, he's kind of doing that type of flow. And the beat is, you know, bass is good. It's heavy. Um, I like this song a lot more when I was younger. Listening to it again now. Uh, I'm just kind of like, you know, it's good. I like what he's going through, but he kind of almost goes off beat and not like in a on purpose good way. You know what I mean? Um, but I do like the flow that he's going for and it's three verses and his, uh, his hook is him going like, nah, I ain't fucking with you. I'm into big things. Got to get my life together, man. Cause I'm into big things. Now nah, I ain't riding with you. I'm into big things. I'm into big things. Big. Th- so, you know, your hook is kind of simple. Um, you know, I do like when he ends his first verse, you know, um, spending chips and big change and dimes and, and dimes that give brains. That was an 80s and 90s thing. Now I'm into big things, you know. Uh, and I do like the way he ends a lot of his verses uh, when, he's, when he's rapping. Um, like even like that, you know. Uh, now I chase the dough. Is y'all bitches going to help me get paper? No. You know, now I'm into big things. Basically like, hey, I'm on myself. I ain't got no time for you. The cool thing I do like is in the background, you can hear this melody that sounds a lot like, or not a lot, it's the same. It's a different melody. It's doing the same tune uh, from Teenage Love from Slick Rick. So you hear it in the back, like when he sings, do you know what you're going through? Do you like the things that I be showing you? And so you hear that kind of in the background of this hard-ass beat, like... So, like, I do like the beat. I do like what he's going for uh, on this song. I just think it kind of missed a little bit, you know? But, uh, you know, his third verse is probably his best. You know, uh, I do like when he ends like, uh, good God, now I ain't fucking with you. I'm into big things. Now I'm tired of games. I'm into big things. This was like, again, him kind of talking his shit like, 
you know, I'm not going to keep doing the same shit, guys. I'm into big things. I'm doing movies now. I was in Belly with DMX. You know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm into big things, you know. And that's why I think people didn't really, you know, like that shit. Um, it is what it is, you know. And that's what I'm saying. This right in the middle is where we just have these little lulls at, you know. Thank God we had Life is What You Make It. And that that really saved it a little bit. And then a few more at the end. So it starts off strong, and then the second half kind of has a lull. But there is, with uh, Life is What You Make It, and the one that's coming up next really save the end of the album as well as the last two songs. But we'll get there when we get there. For now, let's play number 12, Big Things, from Nas, off the album I Am. You know what we're going to do? One, two, three, hit it! Yours, nigga, because I'm going to get mine in due time. Everybody assigned. Yours, I spray nines. I say this one time, the last time, I swear to y'all. I've been where the dope is at. And killers crawl, and snitches call police on these niggas in streets, corners. Everybody's like smoking marijuana and snuffing niggas and faces and starting drama and shooting niggas. Cold blood, just kill them. So what? And we are back. You know, my. <laughs> you know what it is when I go, oh my. We going into number 13, his first single from the album. A song called Nas is Like. We got DJ Premier on production. And not only is this the best song off the whole album, this is one of Nas's most known songs. So, you know, say what you want about this album. Uh, one of his biggest songs literally came off this album, and it's this one. This beat is just amazing. DJ Premier really fucking rips it. And, uh, you know, it comes in like Naza 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 Naza's like, you know, primo and hits that again. Freedom of jail clips inserted, a baby being born the same time a man is murdered, the beginning and end. As far as rap goes, it's only natural. I explain my plateau and also what defines my name. First it was nasty, but times have changed. Ask me now, I'll be the artist, but hardcore, my signs of pain. Um, I spent time in the game, kept my mind on fame. And just going through, like, what Nas is like, you know, uh, just fucking A, man. This beat is so goddamn dope, uh, you know. And, of course, N-A-S are the letters that spell Nas. Nas is like, Nas is like life or death. I'm a rebel, you know, sampling more Nas songs. He comes in on verse 2. Nas is like earth, wind, and fire, rims and tires, bulletproof glass inside the realest driver. Planets in orbit, line them up with the stars. Tarot cards, you can see me, I'm the Pharaoh Nas. Iron, or, and then it goes, Nas is like Iron Mike, the Messiah type. Before Christ, after death, the last one. Let my cash invest in stock. Came a long way from blasting texts on the block. Went from, you know, just, just going on and on on this shit, you know. Um, there's so many quotables on this shit. And his second verse is just ill. Uh, making choices to determine my future under the sky. To rob, steal, or kill. I'm wondering why. It's a dirty game. And any man worthy of fame, much success to you. Even if you wish the opposite sooner or later, we'll all see who the prophet is. Nas is like, Nas is like life or death, you know. Going in, verse 3, Nas is like sex to a nympho, but nothing sweet. I'm like beef, busting heat through your windows. I'm like a street sweeper, green leaf breather. Uh, like the Greeks and Egyptians learning something deep from their teachers. I uh, love that shit. Coming in, you know, getting to the end. Uh, live it, I write it down and watch it blow up. Y'all know what I'm like. Y'all play with the system every night. Now, Nas is like, Nas is like... Uh, this beat is so ill. DJ Premier cranked out one of the best for Nas. Nas always goes good over 
DJ Premier beats, you know, like he did earlier on New York State of Mind Part 2. Uh, and like any of the other ones he's done, uh, just absolutely fucking kills it. You know, just fucking kills it. Um, and a funny thing was, uh, I guess the day that, from what DJ Premier says, said he was at his house and he had found an old record that he was going to throw away. Apparently it was some 10 inch from a Lutheran church. Uh, and uh, had some fish on it. He was going to throw it away, but something told him to, like, you know, before you throw it away, maybe put it on the turntable, see if you can find something. And he said he found the sample of for Nas's like, and he broke it up into three parts and then, uh, you know, did a little scratching and got some birds in there and whatnot. And, um, you know, like he said, he's like, I was about to throw this away. And then uh, he said he remembers uh, being like basically being like, well, maybe I should check this out first and see, you know, what I what I want, you know, what 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 should I find on this? And then that's that's what he made. Thank God he didn't throw that fucking record away. Uh, he's like, thank goodness he he didn't. And he was able to make that amazing beat for Nas. Nas is like one of the illest. So let's play that clip. Number 13. Nas is like. Off the album I Am from Nas. Let's go. Freedom of jail, clips inserted. A baby's being born, same time a man is murdered. The beginning and end. As far as rap go, it's only natural. I explain my plateau and also what defines my name. First it was nasty, but times have changed. Actually now I'm the artist, but hardcore my signs for pain. I spent time in the game, kept my mind on fame. Saw things shoot up and do lines of cocaine. Saw my close friend shot, flatline in my same. That depends. And we are back man Nas rips that shit yo like I said that song alone makes this album just just a fucking just a classic right there you can't deny it and that's what saves the end of this album as Nas is like because now we get in to uh number 14 which is a song called K-I-S-S-I-N-G Kissing you have L-E-S and Alvin West on production um you know I just I'll be honest guys I just don't really like this song um, the hook is just real, just, you know, it's him, picture us married, you and me, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, I remember the first time, girl, you and me, F-U-C-K-I-N-G, so the hook is real, just kind of fucking, eh, you know, simple, the beat is nothing really crazy, uh, you know, he just had a song, you know, uh, you won't see me tonight where he's talking about cheating and all this. And now all of a sudden on this song, you know, he's like talking about his girl and, you know, first date, crushed grapes. We ate lobster and steak. She kept asking me questions. How the cash is made, how my rent's paid, how my guns is sprayed, how huns, I, how many huns I laid, you know, um, you know, it's just kind of. And I mean, again, you're always going to get good shit from Nas. So did he do a good like love song type thing? Of course he did. But it's just not really a, a song I like. I really had to struggle through this song. The beat is like whatever. The hook is kind of like whatever. And that's why you won't really hear me go, you know, too much in this. You know, verse two, he's kind of doing it again. I see you dressed up in white, face covered in veil. Do I hear wedding bells? My dog's throwing rice. Now he's talking about getting married. He met the girl, you know, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, fucking. She'd been with young dudes, old dudes, Hindus, Popeyes, Colombians who cut pies, but none of them could touch Nas. You know, basically being like, once she met me, that was it. Um, you know, going through how the, you know, their sex life, this, that, and whatever it's, you know, it's fine. Um, it is a good love song, 
for Nas. I will say that. At least what I will say in it is it's very realistic, um, which Nas is always good. You know, uh, and it's sampling R. Kelly when a woman's fed up. Uh, you know, Nas, he's he's always realistic. And that's what I like about it. He talks about how they fight, but how they make up and this and that. And, and I mean, so that I can get, I understand. I just not a big fan of it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but you be the judge of it. Let's play that clip. Number 14, K-I-S-S-I-N-G from Nas off the album I Am. Yo, DJ, play that. The modern ISIS, honey doll, she was priceless. Perfect definition what a wife is. I like this. Showed me how exciting life is. I used to hang around dudes that use ice picks. The shysters put you on a heist list. How we met must have been fate. First date, crushed grace, we ate lobster and steak. She kept asking questions how the cash made, how my rent's paid, how many guns I spray, and huns I laid. She said she wanted to have And we are back. And that leads us into number 15, a song called Money Is My Bitch, produced by the Trackmasters again, Alvin West. This one definitely has a very mafioso kind of like, you know, type of beat to it, like, uh, you know, I guess I would say islandy type beat to it. Um, kind of similar sound, I guess I can say about uh, to like 50 Cent's P.I.M.P. Um, and so this is a dope ass song, though, because this he's talking about it sounds like he's talking about a girl, you know, but he's talking about money. So, you know, he starts, he's like, I love you so much. Don't ever leave me. I won't let you go. You know, the hoe turned me out. Green eyes. I had a crush on her since five years old. Met her, fell in love with her. I saved that hoe because she bring me more hoes. She's major, yo. Uh, you know, the way she left the mother dudes cold, heartbroken, and walked right out of the mad end's life. So when I bet or when I bagged her up, right, I made sure uh, I made her my wife. And it's just cool. You know, he kind of just goes through, um, just explaining like, yeah, 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 money's my bitch. But he, the way the way Nas does it is it sounds like he's talking about an actual girl, but he's talking about, you know, money. Watching her pile on my bed, uh, her body fell or uh, feel stacked. She'd been around for years, knowing the hustlers, pimps, and the max. You know, the bankers and the diplomats, she scratched my back. Her cream, my lust, and now I got her. Now that I got her, I don't know how to act. Um, you know, she know how to treat her, know how to treat it, never take it for granted. She got me trapped. Uh, and then it just hits the hook like my money, 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 my money, or my bitch is my money, 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 money is my bitch. Ooh, money, 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 cause she keeping and rich. Money, 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 but she got me pussy whipped. Uh, I like that shit. Um, and then, you know, verse two, he's like, all the fun we had together, I keep you in my pocket. It's so much that, uh, so much of you, I share it. I speak to you in a private. Uh, you know, like, I, the way he breaks it down is just dope. You know, before uh, before I got to know, uh, before I got to know you, my life was, I would say my life was mediocre. Break of the day, slinging all night long, fiending for the, to stroke you, seeing ends with you. I wasn't happy, wanted to stick them up just to get you. You know, I, I like the like metaphors that he's using. Um, it's just, it's funny. I like that shit. Hits the hook again. Money is my bitch. Uh, and then, you know, verse three is like, I won't uh, sell my soul to you. What I do, I owe to you. My cars, my house, my flow to you. Screw you. Before you, real end said I was cool. Now that I got you, they envy me because I'm with you. You know, I like that when he starts off where he's like, man, before I had you, I was cool in the streets. Now people like, 
they envy me and they they hate me for you my guns bust you always say you always say in god we trust i like that because obviously the dollar says that uh it's hard enough to keep counting on you you cheat with the government thugs i got the irs pounding on you uh you know that shit's funny i just you know at the end um where he says he's like uh now it's hard plastic to stick you in atms limited cash quick they say you gave me luxury but when i asked uh when i asked it fucking me i gave you back i gave you back shots and your assets promise happiness but really for me you did nothing i guess bitches like you really do just grow on trees my money 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 i like the premise once again it's just nas the shit this dude comes up with to like concepts is just always mind-boggling to me and this is just another one money's his bitch he's talking about a girl no he's talking about money but he makes it sound like he's talking about a girl it's ill it's a dope beat i like it let's play that clip number 15 money is my bitch from nas off the album i am 99 Hit it. The whole turn me out. Green eyes. Had a crush in her since five years old. Met her. Fell in love with her. I saved that hoe. Cause she bring more hoes. She made you, yo. The way she left them other dudes cold. Heartbroken. She walked right out of mad nigga's life. So when I bagged her upright, I had to make her my wife. And I ain't gonna lose her like those other lames did. I keep a stash safe, kid. When I proposed, it made her face big. She keep me jig. Glorifying medallions. And that leads us to our last song on the album. The song called Undying Love. This song was definitely supposed to be the last song on the first disc. If there would have been two discs, for sure, 100%. Um, This is produced by L.E.S. again. This is a real somber song. The storytelling is absolutely amazing. This is one of Nas's just, uh, like, a gem of Nas that not a lot of people talk about. But this song is fucking just crazy, okay? crazy is the best way I can say. So to break it down, this is a story about how Nas was in Vegas, uh, you know, doing what he does, living that Pacino life. His girl was back home. He came home early, right? When he came home early, he noticed that uh, he heard his girl uh, yell and he's like, well, what the hell, you know, what's that? And he's like, you know, he heard H-Town playing, um, you know, what, what, what? maybe I'll creep around back see what's going on. I can't hear. She must be upstairs probably doing her hair in the mirror, right? Um, so he, he walked in the back door, and he was shocked it was even unlocked. He smelled incense, chased by the weed aroma. There was empty Guinnesses and lipstick marks all over there on three Coronas, a pair of blue jeans on the carpet. But then he sees the size 12 Timberlands, and then he sees something swinging from the ceiling fan. When he stopped the fan... On the last swing, he saw it was a G-string. He heard laughter. Now he's thinking about his nine Glock, right? But something made him disregard it. Started his way to where the noise was. And, you know, when he got to the bedroom, he opened it a crack. He's seeing his wife laying with some dude. They was mumbling. He had a hand on her ass. She was rubbing his dick. They was toasting glasses, you know. And he's like, oh, my God. Now he's bugging it out. Wild and what the fuck am I going to do? Uh, He called my man Horse, you know, the guy that was talking at the beginning with Jungle. Meet me outside, I'm coming through. He hits the chorus like, I thought you loved me. I thought you cared for me. I thought you needed me. Did you believe in me? You know, now we get to verse two. He hooks up with Horse, right? Uh, You know, he looks at his face. He's like, man, I didn't know you got home early. And he goes, bro, you don't even know what the fuck I just saw. You know what I'm saying? 
a matter of fact, it's probably still happening right now. Some dude in my crib fucking my wife, all right? Uh, I need you, you know, I'm a grab shorty. I need you to grab the dude for me. And, you know, just when I thought I found love, she shitted on me. I shopped in Vegas. I had a present and engagement ring. So, you know, I guess it wasn't his wife yet. But um, uh, so he's like, I was going to propose to her. But the surprise I had for her, uh, the surprise she had for me was much bigger than the surprise I had for her, you know, and then it just goes in. So they get up to the place and the fucking guys coming out, you know, the, 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 the she saw him coming. She tried to slam the door shut, but got caught in horse's foot. So, you know, he he stopped the door, shot the kid, shot the Spanish kid in the rib, drug him and grabbed her, you know, drug him in. He grabbed her face. Nas did said goodbye to your undercover lover. And then one between the eyes. She died by mistake. He must have held the gat too tight, pointed at her face. So it's like he didn't mean to kill her, but he had the gun to her face and shot her by mistake. Uh, And then they heard somebody knocking. Now, at this time, this beat's still just going, right? Horse helped me hide the bodies. Uh, They heard sirens and everything. I guess we're going out like kamikazes. Horse asked me for the Mac, gave me a dap, one love. Ran out the back. He heard mad shots going on. He sat on the, Nas sat on the floor next to his dead girl, put his arms around her, pulled the ring out of his pocket, put it on her finger, put the Glock to his head, started praying to Muhammad and Allah, you know, he never meant for any of this to happen, kissed his lady on, uh, on her lips, you know, on her bloody lips, said amen, and then pulled the hammer, and then you just hear, he goes, now unto God we elope, we elope, and then you hear a fucking gunshot, and so... You know, again, he was supposed to end his first disc by being born and then committing suicide. So this was definitely supposed to be the last song. Uh, Ends up being the last song just on the normal album anyway. Then you hear a cop go, stupid fucking ends, you know, whatever. And the album just ends like that. And it is, that's why if we would have had a disc too, it would have had a little bit more. Because it ends on a real just fucking somber note where you're like, okay. But this story Nas tells is just so vivid and so crazy uh, it is a nuts song, all right? So, you know, that's all I got to say about that. Beat is crazy. Storytelling's crazy. One of Nas's best songs. So let's play that clip. Number 16, Undying Love. Off the album, I Am, from Nas. Let's go. I walked in through the back door entrance. Shocked it was unlocked. When I walked in, I smelled incense. Chased by a weed aroma. Empty Guinnesses and lipstick marks on like three empty Coronas. A pair of blue jeans on the carpet. Size 12 Timberlands. Something swinging on the ceiling fan. I stopped it. Swinging slower and slower. On the last swing, I saw it was a G-string and heard laughing. Thought about my nine-side block, but something made me disregard it. And we are back, and that is the album, ladies and gentlemen. That is I Am. Going through it again, as you can hear, it's a pretty damn good album. Again, I get that it doesn't stack up against, you know, the likes of uh, Illmatic and It Was Written and Stillmatic and Godson. I understand, but I Am is still an amazing album with some really good tracks, and there's more good tracks than there are bad tracks. That's all I got to say. I think it just got a bad rap because we expect more from Nas after his first two albums, and this one was just a little bit lull. Had it been a double album, it probably would have lived up to everything. But, you know, nonetheless, it is what it is, and this is where we're at, and we were still blessed with an amazing album from Nas that cannot be overlooked. So, 
You know what I got to do. I got to take my bottom three, three that I would take off the album, and my top three. So this one might have been the easiest I've ever done in my entire in my entire life, honestly, right here. So here's the songs I'm going to take off, and it shouldn't be any shock. I am going to take number eight, You Won't See Me Tonight, featuring Aaliyah. Not a big fan of that song. Nothing against Nas's rapping. Of course, there will never be anything against Nas's rapping. Beat was just kind of so-so. Just not one I like. I'm going to take number 10, Dr. Knockboot Off. Again, he didn't like it. It doesn't really fit on the album. Not that it's like, it's a funny song. It's just, yeah, not a big fan of it. And I am going to take number 14, uh, K-I-S-S-I-N-G Off. Uh, just not a big fan of that song either. Again, nothing with uh, Nas's rapping, but that's just, you know, my, that's just what I'm going to take off. So once again, like I said, number eight, You Won't See Me Tonight. Number 10, Knock, Dr. Knockboot. And number 14, Kissing, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Those are the ones I'm taking off. As for my top three, simple as could possibly be, y'all. I am going to have number two, The New York State of Mind, part two, because it is one of the dopest songs Nas has made. You got DJ Premier on production. Cannot go wrong. Now, I might be in the wrong. I really wanted to pick uh, uh, We Will Survive in my top three, but say what you want. Hate Me Now is such a fantastic fucking song, and Nas absolutely obliterates that dope-ass beat. I have it in my top three. I don't care what any of y'all say about it. And, of course, I am going to have Nas's like. So, two, both of the DJ Premier produced songs, I'm going to have them in my top three. Nas's like is the best song off this album. Not even close. I will say Undying Love was very close to being in the top three, too. But that's my top three. I'll go through it again. I got number two, New York State of Mind, part two. I got number three, Hate Me Now. And, of course, I got number 13, Nas's like. That's my top three. For me personally, um, you know, here's what I wish would have happened with this album, but I'm still kind of glad it didn't because then we wouldn't have got the lost tapes. I wish he would have taken the three off that I took off, and I kind of wish he would have kept Fetus on there because if you hear Fetus, Fetus is one of the most incredible songs ever. It's literally him just rapping about being in his mom's stomach, you know, the belly button window. Had the concept stayed for the double disc that would have been your first song it would have ended with undying love right um super dope i wish fetus would have stayed on this album i also wish that the song from qb's finest find your wealth i really like that song i think that would have been perfect on this album definitely wish that would have been on there and then as for your third one you could have either kept uh papa was a player on there or you could have kept Drunk By Myself. Maybe Drunk By Myself could have been. I think Drunk By Myself would have actually uh, fit really well on this album. But so would have Papa was a player. Or even Blaze of 50. Blaze of 50 is a crazy story too. Nonetheless, it ended up on the Lost Tapes. And, you know, that's fine because I really love the Lost Tapes. What he also could have done is maybe kept some of the ones that didn't end up on Nostradamus or the Lost Tapes. You know, like Daydreaming, Stay Scheming, whatever. I just, you know, to me, I, I wish Find Your Wealth and Fetus for sure. And then you could have picked a third one to replace, you know, some of those other ones. That's just me personally. But that's not the way it ended. And we still ended up with a solid album. By all means, 
You know, if you skip this as a Nas fan, give it another spin if you haven't listened to it in a few years. And if you're just getting into Nas, you will tell the difference. You know, I have a buddy that I'm working with right now. Uh, he's really getting into Nas. He loves Illmatic. He loves Stillmatic. Um, he hasn't hit these ones yet, but I told him, I was like, make sure you do. Do not skip them. You will notice a difference, you know, production-wise and everything, but there's it's still worth it to listen to him. So by all means, I Am deserves a lot of shine. It is a great album. It's fantastic. Is it, you know, it just doesn't get the love, and I understand why, but it doesn't mean that it's not a good album. That's all I got to say about that. Um, as usual, make sure you click subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bring the Noise Podcast. Until next week, I am your host, Straight the Clipper, and I'm Audi 5000 hitting you with a peace. One, two, and three, eight.